0: Welcome back, guys. This is Kimberly Graham, your co-host of the Affluent Marriage Podcast, and we're so excited to have you here for the continuation of our previous episode. Before we get started, I want to make sure that you guys know that you can follow us and converse with us at the Affluent Marriage Pod on Instagram. That's where you can find us to connect with us, like our content, share our content, any of those types of things, but we also want to hear your stories there as well. So excited for the new stuff that you're going to learn from today's episode. And without further ado, let's get back to the show. So I talked about like for example my sister, um, and you'll hear about her a little bit more, she is um hearing impaired and she uses a lot of different reasons as to why Money is not going to work for her. For her, but she recently became debt free, and we're working on investing this weekend. And my goal is to help her understand that she can do whatever she wants to do with her finances. Like she's in control with her husband, of course. Um, but anyway, as we were talking, her husband was saying that he wants to quit his job and go do something else, which made her feel very nervous about things. They'd already started to have the conversation about, like, you know, well, here's what makes me comfortable, and I know for her, we are having the conversation that for her, it's important she values security and security in those finances and understanding that everything is secure should he leave his job and decide to go do something else. And so I mentioned to her some different things that she could do to enhance that security for herself. If he's still like, I'm unhappy, I'm not, I don't really want to be in this job anymore. Cool. What's going to help you feel secure so that you can give him the space to do what he needs to do best for him. And so I told her, you know, there are some options that you can work from home doing data management or something where you're able to still bring in some type of income that you can sock away like for yourself. It's not that, you know, you're going to send it or whatever, but like, it's just something that might give you a little bit more like to take a deep breath to be like, okay, it's going to be fine. Is that what it takes so that you can allow, not allow, but you can share that opportunity for him to find what makes sense for him. So it's important to have these conversations with your spouse. Like, what do you value? And you can say that as an I, I statement. I value security. That's me. That's for me too. I value knowing that I'm safe, even if blank happens. How can we make that happen together? Um, and so, yeah, it's just really important. No, that was to a great example that.
1: of an I statement, right? So you can't accomplish any of that with criticism and blaming. Mm-hmm. So, use those I statements. Don't gaslight. Tell them what you value. Tell them what you feel. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm going to break this down into sports. All right. Because some people, you you know, some people get sports. All right. One thing we said is blaming people for past financial mistakes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me put it like this. Okay. It's week four of the NFL, the Packers are playing the Bears all right
0: over my head already and let's say
1: the packers lose the game you know because you know i'm a packers fan but not really a fan of the packers right now but let's say they lose the game let's say the running back fumbles the ball you know the bears pick up the ball they run it in for a touchdown game over right Mm -hmm. bears win you could easily you know blame that running back for fumbling the ball you know it was his bad it was his Mm -hmm. mistake Mm -hmm. he lost that game okay let's fast forward right now we're in the final week of the season or we're in the playoffs all right did that past financial mistake did that past error that fumbling the ball did that have an impact on your season sure mm-hmm. right it tarnished your record you know you lost that game you know it, it messed up your seating whatever but here you are now mm-hmm. this is your situation yep you you're in the first round of the playoffs or you're in the last week of the season and you need this win like is it going to be, be helpful team. to that player to go up to them and say hey bro don't fumble today You Mm -hmm. lost that game for us last time. Don't do that again. Right. Right. If you're constantly reminding this person about their failures and their mistakes, is that going to make them perform better? Are they going to, you know, get up for game day,
0: knowing, excited, excited,
1: knowing, you know, I think they're going to go into it a nervous wreck. I think they're going to be anxious. They're not going to be
0: feeling supported. They're going to be in their head. Right.
1: Right. So it's the same with your spouse. Right. Right. It's the same with your partner. You can't blame them and criticize them. You guys are a team. That's the
0: thing that we're going to talk about later too this is your best friend you're talking about. This is your best friend you're talking to. The reason why you decided to get together, get married, live together, like share your life together is because you saw value in this person and you saw a future with this person. So if you're talking about something as important as finances, which literally touches everything, find something it doesn't touch. Get at me and tell me what money doesn't touch. It touches everything. It affects everything. Something as important as that if you can't come to the table with your spouse and talk to them and figure out how to have this conversation. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that it can't, I'm just saying I'm watching that. And I I think you should be very, very concerned about the state of your relationship
1: if you cannot have these conversations. You might need to seek additional support.
0: You might need to seek a marriage therapist. But my my
1: point (laughs) is this, like you're on the same team, you're playing for the same goal, you want the same thing. Right. But don't belittle Mm -hmm. your partner for a mistake because they feel bad about it. Trust Mm -hmm. me, they do. They do. That running back feels bad, he fumbled the ball. Your spouse feels bad, they made that financial mistake. They know it was a mistake. Mm Mm-hmm but they don't need to hear about it for the rest of their life, right? Right. It's time to move on.
0: It's time to be a team. And if you can't be a team with this and you can't come together to the table and create a routine and a habit around this, I'm just saying you got to really watch out for those red flags. And you have to really, you you have to be serious about saying that this has to be something that we do together.
1: All right, it's time for our next tip. Tip number four, listen actively. Talk Mm -hmm. less (laughs) smile more don't let them know what you're against or what you're for did i get it yeah all right i messed that lyric up on the grand fam so i thought i'd try it again to see if i'd get it (laughs) yes you did listening is just as important to talk as talking make sure you give your partner your full attention Mm. and listen actively to what they have to say show empathy and understanding even if Mm -hmm. you don't agree with what they have to say show empathy and understanding
0: so none of this like huh what'd you say oh yeah whatever that's not that's not listening actively that's passively listening that's that's not listening actively so i've been actually being kind of disrespectful to your spouse
1: i've been watching love is blind
0: um you have we both have
1: and this is a hyper all right first of all love is blind is a show on netflix where people it's find a trash out. show it's very trash trashy. and that's why we love it right sometimes but you need that people are going on blind dates and they're trying to see is love truly blind because you don't see the person until, until you, say you yes. actually say yes i will marry you right not just yes I that's will date you. yes i will so in marry this you. in this hyper specific example i want you guys to be like my guy zach all right <laughs> if you're watching season four in season four zach is a little bit creepy mm-hmm because he maintains incredibly strong eye contact. eye contact, and the dude doesn't blink He doesn't He I does not made blink. sure
0: that he knew, like she said he looked like a cartoon character because mm-hmm. he never blinked.
1: But I bring this up because I want you to listen so attentively to your spouse that you do not blink. Like I want you Creep to make creepy out. eye contact. like I want you to look at your partner. Mm-hmm. don't deviate look right. Look at them right in the eye and don't blink don't and just blink. listen.
0: Just listen. In fact, this is where timers come into play. So if you have a, a spouse who is talkative, like I am, I'm the talkative one, um, you know, setting a timer and just saying, listen, I want to hear everything that you're saying, but I need you to like write it down first. <laughs> we'll talk about mediums in a second, but um, but that that's where timers come in. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I just think that's a really good thing to put in there about listening to them.
1: Yeah, and I wanna say this to my multitaskers out there, right? Active listening and multitasking-
0: Cannot coexist. They
1: cannot coexist, right? Mm -hmm. You could be the most incredibly gifted multitasker that God has ever placed on this earth. And I'm sure your mom is really super proud of you for being a multitasker, but guess what? Your spouse doesn't care, right? Even if you are 100% listening, but you're also like vacuuming at the same time, or you're hundred percent listening, but you're on your phone, you're hundred percent listening and you're like Mm -hmm. washing dishes. I do share (laughs) roll.
0: We have so many.
1: Share (laughs) roll. I I do not
0: care. care. Name that movie.
1: Right? Like even if you're listening hundred percent, if I see you doing something else, I'm going to think that you don't care about what I'm saying. Right. I need to see you listening.
0: Especially if whenever it's your turn to talk, you want me to listen to you and you get upset with me. And I'm like, well, I don't get the same respect in return. Like that's where the grudges start. It does not start because of something huge. It starts with these tiny little things, tiny little things. So listen to your spouse actively, make it an effort.
1: Right. And and think of questions while they're talking, right? Look at them and be thinking about what they're saying. And you know what I love to do? Sometimes I love to repeat back what mm-hmm. you may have said mm-hmm. to me in my own words. So basically what I heard that you're saying, babe, is this, you said... This, this, and this—is that what you're saying? And your spouse right. will say, "Yes, affirm. that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying." Yep. Cool. Here's my question, right? So you've affirmed. I listened to you. This is what I think you said. Or they could take a moment to say, "You know what? Yes, I said that first and second thing, but you missed the third thing. Like that's not what I said. What I mean is this, right? You give them a chance to clarify right. what they just said. I love restating and mm-hmm. letting you affirm and confirm. These are what things I just that said. teaching
0: has has taught us. <laughs> Absolutely. Teaching, especially being respectful, which reminds me of the three B's of the school I used to work with. Be respectful, be responsible, and be safe. Being Um,
1: respectful is actually our very next tip. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes. So we're going to move out and away from listening actively into our next tip. Be respectful. So if you're trying to cultivate that safe place around money, you have to be respectful, right? Mm -hmm. You have to respect your partner's opinions. Everyone has their own opinion around money and what they think money needs to go to and go towards, all right, you need to respect that even if you don't agree with them. Respect that that's their their opinion, that's where they're coming from. You need to avoid derogatory and dismissive comments. And I'm going to add on here, don't interrupt.
0: Yes. And it's important to to not talk over the other person, especially oh my gosh, the gaslighting. I hear so much gaslighting when someone's is pouring out their heart about what they want to see or, or how they're feeling and the other person's like well that's your fault that's your problem that's whatever like the gaslighting does not invoke trust further right you've broken the trust of that other spouse because you're not giving them an opportunity to share something that's very vulnerable again the safe place is supposed to be it's fragile space and so you have to be respectful to this person who you say is your best friend. The person that you say, till death do us part. The person that you are you know, committing your life to. The person that you're rearing your children with or have future dreams of, of being with forever and ever, amen. This is too important of a person to treat like trash, to dismiss them, to say that they don't matter in the way that you treat them. Focus on being respectful.
1: You and I had very different beliefs on how to raise our children with mm-hmm. education, right? Yes. And it has changed over time, I would say, because things have changed over time, right? Yes. When we were growing up, you know, you were very strongly, you were raised in private school. I was mm-hmm. raised in public school. You were very strong about having our children go to private school. And I was very strong about like, well, I feel like Public school reared me and helped me become the person that I am today. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned to adapt and be flexible and work with a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. You know, I really saw a lot of value in the public sector, and you saw a lot of value in the private sector. Mm -hmm. Um, I will tell you that today, both of our children will be in private school. Mm -hmm. And I think public education has changed a lot recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my point is this you're my best friend.
0: You're my best friend.
1: Thanks, babe. I respect your opinion. I listened to everything that you had to say about private school, all of the pros, all of your things that you, you took away from that experience, how it helped you, helped you shape and make you the person that you are today. I listened to all of that. Mm-hmm. And I shared my concerns. Well, this is my concern about private school. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the cost or whether it's they might not get to work with different people or the after school yeah, curriculum, yeah. after school programs, you know, there's a lot of things there, right? And you heard me share why I think public school is great. Mm -hmm. And then you shared your concerns, Mm -hmm. you know? And And after that dialogue, after that conversation, we didn't necessarily come to it. Did we come to no. a decision that first conversation? Mm-hmm. Like it no, wasn't like
0: it was one of those things that we we decided. You know what? Okay, let's at least get to kindergarten because the c- specific curriculum that we are that is at the private school is very good and robust. Um, and so we were saying, you know what? Let's just start with getting to kindergarten, and we'll see what's happening from there. So I think we both came to a compromise that was. Was was sufficient for us, um, and then we said we would kind of keep op- keep the conversation open, and and keep preparing just in case, but also being willing to to make changes. And I mean, a lot of things shifted. A lot of things have shifted, and we decided to continue to stay in private school, but um, but it was a consistent thing. And I think there are other ways that we can have our children have the experience of what you had in public school of, uh, in the form of having different experiences outside and doing other clubs and other things that might give them more access to different things that we feel like they might be missing, which is not a ton. But regardless, we are responsible for making sure our children are, are raised the way that we feel like they should be raised.
1: Right. And my point in that... Example was that we respected each other's opinions. Yeah, we did not make a decision day one. We put all of the pieces on the table. We showed all of our cards, and we said, "This is what I got. This is my hand. This is what I'm working with." You know, what do you think about my hand? I'll tell you what I think about your hand. But we didn't come up with a decision Mm -hmm. that day, and And we kept the conversation open. I love that you said that.
0: Yeah, and it was never like, of course you would say that. It's because you grew up that way. We like there was never. Uh, Any type of derogatory remarks towards either one because I mean I went to public school for a little bit too, but um, But but there were pros and I was like I agree with those pros. I agree with those cons and There were pros and cons that he agreed with mine, too so we didn't really have an area where we were like anyway all that to say I just feel like That was important for us to continue to have that conversation and always come back to it and having this open and honest conversation
1: so our topic today is how to create a safe place around the money talk. So we've kind of hit some quick tips. All of them have to do with the money talk. Not all of them have been hyper-specific towards money. We're about to get into that. So I'm kind of uh, leading us there. But just a quick reminder, some of our quick tips for that safe place is choosing the right time and place, being open and honest with your partner, avoiding that criticism and blaming, listening, actively to your partner and be respectful. So we're about to venture into what I would say is more about the money. All of these things were tips for the Mm -hmm. safe place with a little bit of money in mind. But our next one, our next tip is to set clear goals and boundaries. You have to work together to set clear financial goals that you both agree on yes this will help you stay focused and avoid any misunderstandings and again set boundaries to ensure that you both feel comfortable discussing these financial matters
0: Right. And so you really need to make sure, again, that safe place is set, that you have like an understanding of what you're going to accomplish that day. Think of it like an agenda. This is where, again, where timers come into place. You're not saying we're going to talk for four hours about this, like, because that will exhaust the topic. You want to just kind of say, this is what we're going to be discussing today. And, you know, we both agree that this is important for us. Set it for a short amount of time and then let it go until the next time you guys have your money date. Um so I love the idea of leaving the table with actionable items for both partners. So if you are having the conversation, you don't want to leave with things unresolved, right? Even even the conversation we just mentioned, it wasn't that things were unresolved. We, we didn't come up to a, a specific like result, but it was just like, mm, I hear you, you hear me it's okay if we come back to this another time. You know what I mean? Like that's okay. But even with your financial stuff, like you can look through your numbers or look through your next goals or whatever and just go, Ooh, what should we focus on next? And you should have at least some small actionable goals of what you can do, um, in your finances to make sure you're still moving the needle forward every single day.
1: Yeah. I love everything that you just said, right? It's, it's time to get real, right? The playing field is set. Right, we've talked about being respectful, we've talked about being open and honest. Like, it's time to talk money, Mm -hmm. and we're gonna set clear goals that we can both agree on. Mm -hmm. Right, so for you and I, some of our goals this year are to rent out our property. We have a lot of big, big goals. We want to also furnish Mm -hmm. and renovate the property, Mm -hmm. we want to purchase a minivan this year. Mm we want to go on a trip to Disney Mm -hmm. and am I missing something?
0: I think there was, I guess getting a (laughs) tenant.
1: Getting the tenant. Getting yeah. the
0: tenant. I think there was five things. So, so yeah. we've
1: got some big goals. So when we come to the table, right, we have to set those goals and we have to make sure we agree on them Right. and agree on the order in which we pursue them.
0: Yes. Right. Is because is a whole other thing too, right?
1: You know, we're weird. On our drive home from our trip from South Carolina, we kind of so ranked, we, we kind of ranked our, you know, our five things that we're doing this year, you know, our big things in our order in which we prioritize them or see them the as The level like,
0: of excitement that we have That's what them. it was. That's what it was. Excitement. Because we knew we were doing all of those things this year, but we were like, you know what, like, what is the level of excitement about these things? Because there's different things that you're going to be excited about. Mine is obviously the vacation, because I like to have tangible goals that I can say, yes, this is my goal. For him, it was different. And that's okay. We're both we're reaching any of those goals. It doesn't matter what our motivate motivation is, as long as it gets done but we're both in agreement that every single thing on that list is something we're really, really excited about doing.
1: So the the cruise was like the number one thing on your list that you're the most excited about. Right. But just because it's what you're the most excited about, doesn't mean that's what we're doing first with our finances. We had to come up with something that we agree on Mm -hmm. the, did I say, I said the tenant was the thing I was most excited about because it allows me to potentially get out of education. Right. Mm -hmm. So, we have differences in what we prioritize as important Mm -hmm. or exciting, but we have to come to an agreement on what we do first. And on that, the first thing that we are going to tackle is renovations and the minivan. Correct.
0: Right. Right. Because if we are getting a tenant into the house, we can't get a tenant into the house until we have the house furnished until we have the bathroom renovated. So that kind of helped and talked through our, our, you know, prioritization of what needed to happen first in order for other things, the domino effect to be created. Essentially, like some of these things are all happening around the same time, which is going to be really fun. Um, And I know there's going to be hardships in that, but I'm so excited because we're being able to still achieve our goals while still like working through this, right? So it makes the hardships a little bit easier because you're like, but we're getting to do the thing that we've been wanting to do for the past like two years. I'm so excited. Really more than that, like eight years. Like we've been wanting to do this since we got this property.
1: The last thing we forgot to say was moving out.
0: Oh yeah, moving out. Yeah, because we're moving to a different space. And Correct. so that's really exciting too because we've been in this two bed, one bath or two bed, two bath for almost seven Six years. Six years,
1: almost seven years, right?
0: And we have two kids and they're, it's time.
1: So set clear goals, right? The <laughs> anyway, reason I say that yeah. is because you and I, we both have dreams. In some ways our dreams align, in some way our dreams are different, but we all, we both have dreams. And when we set our financial goals, it's important to dream, we talked about that, and be open and honest and share what are your dreams. You both have goals, you both have right. things that you're, you're after, and I guarantee that the goals that your partner has are not going to harm you.
0: No. Right? And that's they're and going that's, to help you. That is so funny that you say that. I shouldn't say funny. That's just such an interesting thing when you recognize that your your spouse again, going back to the fact that you chose them the, to be your best friend forever and ever. Their goals that they have are not to hurt you. Right? They didn't go and and do those things, purchase that thing to hurt you. At least we really hope that's not the case. Again, if that's so, red flag. stop you need get some help you need to get some other type of help and this is like hello you would never want your girlfriend to be in this type of situation right if you know like anyway that's a whole other story we're not therapists but what i am saying is if you are both on the same page and you're like we want to make our, our ourselves better and our finances understand that the goals that you have even if they sound different than what goals i have i have to understand like wow he envisions this with me wow she envisions this with me, and we can converge in whatever the 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 uh, commonalities are, and we can we can align those common goals as our things that we're going to tackle first. Right, the priority is then becomes it becomes easier to be seen when you talk about those dreams.
1: So set clear financial goals. Right, yes. talk about the dreams that you both have. What are the goals that you have for this year, for five years, for ten years? Like, where do you see yourself? And how are you going to get there? Yeah. Set clear financial goals. Of how Put you're gonna numbers
0: get there. next to them and like really set day to day. What can we do every single day to make sure we get closer to this goal?
1: Now boundaries, boundaries to make sure you both feel comfortable during the conversation. We've talked a lot about that through this entire safe place conversation. So, you know, quick reminder, right? There's no arguing. No arguing. You're being respectful. You're not raising your voice. Mm -mm. Once you do that, you kind of shatter the safe place like we talked about. Don't use the you statements. Use the I statements, right? Play at it from a point of emotion and empathy, right? I feel this way, right? Not like you did this, right? We don't want to blame. Right. Uh, Take breaks, use timers if you need to. I remember our very first one that we ever tried to have, babe, I mean, it could have been a financial summit, like it was, we had this it was whole intense. idea that we were going to go up on the mountain and we weren't coming back down until our finances were figured out. It was, And that a lasted lot. a hot 45 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> And we, we were like, cooked. We
0: were so exhausted. And you, when you can feel the tension, it's going to, you can't, you can't start a marathon like with a sprint, right? Like you can't, you have to start a marathon with a slow trot. Go slow to go fast. Uh,
1: Barney from, what is it? How I Met Your your Mother. mother He would disagree with you. He would disagree
0: strongly. (laughs) Well, he wouldn't because at the end of the episode, he's on the subway and he can barely walk. (laughs) That is true. Um, You're going to be exhausted if you try to do the whole thing in one night, right? So like you have to just like do, again, use timers and just say like, we're going to talk about this for 10 minutes. If that's all we can handle, that's all we can handle. I understand that you understand that. And we have to build our stamina to get to that point where we can have financial summits, which we'll talk
1: about in a second. Right. If you notice your partner starting to get a little glossy eyed or they're starting to yawn, like don't take it as disrespectful. Just take it as, Hey, we might've been are having you- this conversation for right. too long. Or maybe we started the wrong time. Like right. maybe it was way too late or they've had a really long day. Like just you-
0: don't take it personally. Is this a, is this, are you getting tired? Like, okay, not a problem is there another time we can have this conversation that would make sense for you? Right? Like we've been doing this for like 15 minutes. Like, why don't we go ahead and like, we can have this conversation another time. Is that okay? You know, yeah,
1: let's go get a coffee. Like dude, let's watch a show together. They're a
0: real person.
1: Let's, let's take time away from each other for a second. You go play your game. Yeah. I'll go read a book, watch a show. Do
0: what you gotta do, man.
1: All right. Talk to me about this one, Kim safe word. When things get heated,
0: listen, we're not talking about that type of safe word, but I mean, you can use the same one if you want. Um, safe word. When things get heated, you can tell in an argument when you're having with a, a discussion that you're having with your spouse when you are getting super emotional about something that's being talked about. Maybe it's triggering you. Maybe it's like hitting on something that maybe was something from the past, maybe from when you're growing up because these money like... Um, Mindsets don't just show up. They've been there for decades. Okay. So when you are in these conversations with us with your spouse and you notice that yourself getting triggered, have a safe word. Like, hey, hey, this is I don't even know, cookie monster. Um (laughs) just to break
1: that was incredible. You had a moment to say the first (laughs) thing that came to your mind that you would consider safe and you went to a childhood show. In Sesame Street, and you selected not Elmo, not Big Bird. You know, you said Cookie Monster, which is actually like a ferocious monster. He
0: loves cookies.
1: (laughs) But I don't know. That was your choice. Ferocious. You made you made a choice, babe. Sweet
0: puppet that loves cookies.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't want to be a cookie in his hand. I'll just say that Cookie Monster, ladies and gentlemen, is. the safe place word for the rest of this show
0: (laughs) so if you say that word or whatever phrase it is (laughs) it breaks the tension
1: (laughs) Uh, it it does it lets your partner know hey you've gone too far (laughs) you're talking about something that's very near and dear to my heart and i'm very passionate about it and we're stepping on toes and like i just need a second yeah i just need a second
0: Hey, this is Kim Graham from the Affluent Marriage Podcast. We hope you're enjoying what you're listening to so far. But if you're thinking to yourself, man, I wish I knew more about what's going on in Kim and Dan's world. I wanna ask some specific questions and be able to get extra resources. Well, you might wanna think about joining the Graham fam.
1: Now, I know I love exclusive content and I love having more of Kim in my life. And if that's something you're interested in, you can be a subscriber and you can get exclusive episodes that no one else is gonna hear that's gonna help you build generational wealth and have more authentic two-way communication
0: links are down in the show description. You'll be able to click and see more information about Graham fam. And we hope to see you behind the scenes, have a great one and let's get back to the show. And it's okay to explain like, this is why this is going. cookie to monster. <laughs> this is why. Uh, it's kind of like, have you seen that little uh, video with the little girl and she's doing her numbers or something like that? Her ABCs. I have to show it to you. It's from like the 70s and she's so cute and she's doing her A, B, C and she just goes cookie monster.
1: <laughs> I feel like wasn't that our kid? Like is no. or is that where? Oh, no, no,
0: no, no. I think Phil made it our kid.
1: Oh, from that video from that, from video. that classic video. Yes. Okay.
0: Oh, my. You know, gosh. you talk
1: about me mentioning some hyper specific moments in time. You just mentioned something from the 70s. Like, it's a cute I'm
0: like, just saying video. that's pretty hyper specific. It's a cute video. Okay. Anyway, Cookie Monster friends.
1: (laughs) In terms of setting boundaries, look, don't run away from the conversation. Don't tune out. You need to be, we said this, an active listener. You need to be present. That means the world to your partner. Be present. Seriously. And if if it's getting long-winded, like be honest, which is another part of this, be honest Mm -hmm. and say, hey, babe, can we just... Can we take five? Yep. Can we take, can we come back tomorrow? Can we mm-hmm. like, I just, I need a moment.
0: And spouse who was hearing that respect that respect it.
1: That because he, if you want to accomplish these goals, you gotta work it's together. not going to happen tonight. Nope. Cause
0: Rome was not built in a day, right? You got to do it brick by brick. Stop trying to get to the top of the mountaintop in one conversation. Ain't going to happen.
1: All right. Here's the last thing for setting boundaries. Okay. You said this game. You're a talker. I am. I feel like I'm a talker too. You, you are. But sometimes talkers. <laughs>
0: That's why communication is something we talk about so much because we talk.
1: Maybe. A lot. But listen, talkers, all the Kims out there and the Dans and all the ta- Y'all need to shut up. Shut your face. Shut,
0: shut up. Shut your pie hole.
1: <laughs> I like when they say that and they put the space between shut up. I don't know why. It's just very dramatic shut to me. Shut up. Yes. I shut love that. Up-eth. If you want to say shut up to me, just put that pause between the shut and the up. I love that. I might respect it more.
0: You know what? You're, you're but you talking. need
1: to shut up, right? And if you're the silent type, you need to speak up, all yes. right? Wait time. And this is good for talkers, all right? I know it's hard for talkers, but wait time is everything, right? Ooh, that's hard for Count me. to like 15 in your head. I know that's really hard. The silence is awkward. But it's listen, so awkward. the silent and the quiet type, like they need some time to process. Mm-hmm. And then whatever they say, know that it is very calculated mm-hmm. and... Meaningful to like they've really thought through this before they speak, but you got to yep. give them the time because what you're going to do is you're going to talk, you're going to hear like two, three seconds of silence, and you're gonna be like, Well, why aren't you speaking? and you're just mm-hmm. going to keep, you're going to yep. fill the silence. Stop talking Don't to me. Shut Stop. Me up
0: you're attacking me with your complete accurate version of what i do i hate wait time but it's so important in having conversations when someone's processing new information you have to give them that time to dissect to dissect to digest everything that you just said um Co- so choosing- cookie, monster. cookie
1: monster i don't feel safe you said dissect <laughs> cookie monster <laughs> cookie monster
0: See- make this fun you gotta make it fun choose a medium when you're talking to your spouse right so if you're not the talker or maybe if you are and you have trouble um you know condensing your thoughts into like certain bullet points write it out beforehand take some time again use those timers we're such educators
1: Um, write a haiku write a poem (laughs)
0: haiku but like take some time and just say okay we're gonna we're gonna talk about this topic and I want like five minutes, I want you to write down everything, whatever. And so then you can kind of get your thoughts together before you regurgitate and like say everything. Same thing with a person who is maybe not the talker, write out what you are thinking about that topic. So then when it comes time to talk, you actually have some points of like, this is what I'm feeling, or you can show it to your spouse, right? There is, this does not have to be hard, is what we're saying. There, there's so many different ways that you can express yourself and what you desire in your finances.
1: So here we are, we've talked about creating a safe place around money and having that money conversation with your partner, Kim. And we're about 30, 40 minutes into this talk. And have we even talked about budget yet?
0: No, we have not. And I just want to make it very clear. That's, that's purposeful um, because it starts with your mindset. And we say this all the time. It starts with your intention, your mindset your habits, routines. That's where it starts. In fact, our affluent archive, you're going to hear about it, is this is where it begins. When you start to understand how to communicate your needs and hear your spouse's needs, that and you actually have like actionable steps, that's where you're going to start being able to actually talk about creating a budget. Not until then, after you've accomplished your dreams and know exactly what you want to be able to do, then and only then, would I pull out the numbers otherwise don't even
1: think right because how it. many money conversations start with just like hey babe like I was on the bank account and I saw that this went through like why did what, you why did this happen why why did or you, like babe we need to look at our budget because we're spending way too much like the conversation too much goes right to the budget and it really shouldn't Mm-mm. like Mm-mm. no that's like no I, I was already, about to say mm.
0: something that I I'm a little bit embarrassed to say because my mom might listen to this
1: podcast mm. so I won't say it Really? Are you censoring yourself right I now? I am. I am censoring myself. Wow. You know, I love that. Even am
0: thirty-four the, years old and I don't even the say listeners know
1: where you were going with that, and I know where you were going with that, but you're still not going to so say it.
0: You know where I'm going with that. <laughs> don't you, you get to the budget part don't, until you.
1: You gotta work your way up to the budget. <laughs> Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. Cookie monster, <laughs> your mom is like shouting in the car, cookie monster, <laughs> Kim, cookie monster. Oh man, so oh here's our next tip, right? So now we have <laughs> built up to this and now we are at the point where we are gonna create the budget, okay? okay? So you're gonna sit down with your partner, you're gonna make the budget together that outlines your income, your expenses, your savings goals. This is gonna help you guys stay on track and it's gonna keep you guys from overspending.
0: We are not going to go into deep detail with this because there's a ton we could say about starting a budget. So that's going to be something that we do for Graham fam. We're going to go deep dive on budgeting, how to budget. We'll give you our like, you know, step by step what we do. And we're going to talk it all through, but we're not going to do that here because it would be, nope,
1: too much. That is a whole nother series. We could write a book on that.
0: In fact, we should write a
1: book We will. And (laughs) our next Grand Fam is going to be about building trust with your partner surrounding money. And then the following week, I'd say that that Thursday, we're going to start talking about budgeting. Yeah. So it is coming and that's going to be on Grand Fam. We're going to talk how to create that budget with your partner uh, but we'll say this, it takes time, right? Takes you said time. Rome wasn't building a day. You no. got to go slow to go fast. Mm-hmm. Like when you're formulating that budget, know that you're tracking your expenses. Mm-hmm. That takes time. It you got to go back and look at the past month or previous months and let me, track it. Go yeah. ahead.
0: And let me just say this, right? Cause we, I, I, I want to also say this one thing about budgeting because I think this is so freaking important for people to hear. You can go online and find billions of, you know, uh, examples of what a budget could look like for you. You could go on YouTube and find millions of videos of people explaining their budgetary, like, uh, their, their, their process. You could, um, buy all the courses, but guess what? Every single person who uses their budget is so unique. And if every, if a budget was so easy to use, everyone would use it. Everyone would use it. Everyone would be saving. Everyone would be, you know, on their way to multimillionaire land. But that's not the case. Why? Because it's not the budget that's going to make you understand your finances better. That's not it. It's the execution and the consistency of looking at your finances and facing them. That's the part. And it's hard because it's like looking in a mirror and you have a lot of things that you need to fix. <laughs> it's it's not pretty when you're first looking at it, but you've got to start somewhere. And yeah. So that's why that, that episode is going to be its own entity.
1: I love that you said consistency because that ties into our last point. But quick recap before we get there. Choose the right time and place. Mm-hmm. Be open and honest. Avoid criticism and blaming. Listen actively. Be respectful. Set clear goals and boundaries for the conversation. And then create the budget. Dude, Now, consistency, you need to communicate Regularly. And this Mm -hmm. is our last tip. Make sure you check in regularly with your partner about finances. This will help you both stay on the same page and avoid any surprises.
0: I recommend to all of my clients to at least do. weekly if not twice a week to start and then once they get a, a handle on their routine going to bi-weekly um, but then we do other things like doing a monthly recap which again we've been doing this for years and it takes us literally five minutes to just be like
1: you're good you're good everything's good the reason it takes five minutes though is because we are actively throughout the month yeah that's tracking true. and filling in our expenses which
0: again takes like five minutes it literally does not take very long week. at all. Once a week. And then by the end of the month, it's like, hey, how much do we save? That's that's the conversation that I love. How much do we get to put towards our goals, right? I think last month we put about $3,000 towards $3,800. $3,800 towards our goals. Um, and we're so looking forward to summer months because there's more pay for him as a teacher. Um, more job opportunities. There's more job opportunities, yep. So he does two weeks of additional camps and that brings us more income. My jobs continue to go up as I get more clients. So those summer months are like mm, sweet because we're able to put a ton towards our goals. So those are my favorite meetings. When we're able to be like, ha ha ha, we have extra money.
1: They're not always like yeah. that, but they no. are good meetings. No, no matter they the are. Way.
0: They are good meetings because we know how to, and we can talk about that when we get to the budget part. Quarterly recaps are really fun, but my favorite are the yearly reviews. We make it really, really fun. We, this past time I made a really, really special dinner and I got sparkling cider and we have cute little cups and we made PowerPoints. We get all
1: nerdy with oh, it. Oh, we're nerdy.
0: <laughs> I do one for my business. He does one for the, the family. Home, and the I family. call it the
1: rundown from the office. The rundown. And Jim, let me get that rundown. <laughs> what yeah. What's a rundown? Yeah, I'll get, I'll get you that rundown. Sure.
0: And we're texting each other throughout the week. And we're like, oh my gosh, the numbers for this year are so awesome. You're going to love this. And I'm like, oh, you're going to love the numbers that we have for KG Financial. This was so eye-opening. And it's literally our favorite. I, lo- I love our quarterly and our yearly reviews. They're so uplifting. So... You got to make it fun. You got to make it fun.
1: It's a cool way to look back and see what you it's did like every yearbook. month of the year. Yeah, It is like a yearbook in a lot of ways. So yeah. it's fun. And then we can even go back. I like that we have it because it's a living document mm-hmm. and we can go back five years from now and see what we did in 2020.
0: Literally your money tells a story. That was something that our, uh, we should have her on here, on here. Uh, one time, our financial advisor, financial coach that we um, hired when I first started a business. Her name is Amy Scott.
1: Shout out to Amy Scott. She's
0: absolutely phenomenal. And um, she told us that like she'll be on the podcast single, by the she way will. every dollar tells a story and i was like okay but literally when we do our yearly and quarterly reviews we're like every single dollar we can tell how we were feeling when we had a fight <laughs> not that we have fights history off, has its history, eyes on you <laughs> the amount of quotes we use on this podcast is just hilarious um i mean you can tell everything like when our kid was sick <laughs> like you can tell every single dollar tells a story every single dollar. Okay. So we're good. We're on the CTA or
1: yeah, we're, we're wrapping this okay, up. So gotta by up. creating a safe space to talk about money with your spouse, you'll be able to have an open and honest conversation, build trust and work together towards your financial goals. So what is our call to action for this episode? Kim? Y'all
0: is simple. I mean, it sounds simple. It's a little bit heavy. Talk to your spouse, right? That's I don't it. care if you guys are listening to this together and it sparks the conversation where you're like, Do you think we need to have like a safe place conversation about our spouse or about our spouses, about our money? Um, How do you think we'd start that? What makes sense to you? Like find some ways that you can start the conversation and it does not have to be resolved today that you guys are like, and we mapped out all of our dreams and all that stuff. If it gets to that point, awesome. If you both are on that same page, but even if it just starts off where you just go, I really think we should do a little bit more with our finances. Guess what? That's a start and you have to go slow to go fast. Um and I love our affluent archive for today.
1: Yeah, you uh helped me create this. This was actually, you know, your inspiration here, but it says true wealth begins at the dinner table. Those conversations that you have with your spouse, that's where your wealth journey Mm -hmm. begins.
0: And I always think about, um, so Dave Ramsey, if you've ever heard him talk about the story and some of his stuff, he talks about how over the dinner table is when him and his wife would have conversations about the bills. Um, So in the middle of the, you know, at night after dinner, they'd be doing the bills and sending checks out. And that was when he recognized that he was actually going to go bankrupt. Um, And, he talked about how many like tears were shed, how many, like, how many sorrowful fights were happening around the dinner table in reference to money. And for you, you might've had a space in your home where you talk constantly about the woes of money. And I want you to take back that power of that dinner table and turn it into, you no, know, this is the place where we're going to build wealth. In the same way that we can open bills and go, oh my gosh, I can actually open, t- change this table to be a space where we say, oh my gosh, we're doing this together. You have the power to do that by simply making the choice to not only look at your money when there's crisis happening, make a plan to sit. That's where you're going to find your true wealth begins when you start talking about it at the dinner table.
1: I love that. We should try to uh, get tables into um, like those uh, stores, like furniture stores, and they have like an engraving in them that says wealth happens here. That'd be so corny and cheesy. It'd be like "Live, Laugh, Love," oh but God. America will eat it up.
0: Wealth oh happens
1: here. That is so. And boring. we'll sell tables, babe. You know what? On our, book, our, cover, next, uh, on our book cover, yeah, it'll it be should, a table. It should be a table. A that picnic says table
0: happens, that says "Wealth happens here." Like a red, red one. Like a like a like a kid record, one. Like a plaid one. Like a plaid, like oh, okay. picnic table.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. I love that so corny guys thank you so much for listening <laughs> to our podcast today my name is daniel graham this is my wife kimberly graham she's the financial coach i'm the educator and this is the affluent marriage podcast thank you so much for joining us go friends live in love walk and wealth enjoy your day guys
0: all right guys have a good one